love Pat Benatar. I think she's really underappreciated. Let's ask Vaughn Palmer about that from the Vancouver Sun. Vaughn, don't you think so? Oh, yeah. Pat Benatar was, again, one of those very fresh, bright moments uh, of good music during the disco era. Uh, so when I was a reviewer and, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. She, she's, uh, you know, I mean, the, the thing about her and a lot of artists in those days that were doing kind of that kind of music was, um, they didn't get an awful lot of airplay. They didn't get a lot of attention. They didn't get big audiences because people were focused on, on other stuff. As I said, mostly disco. So oh. it was not, uh, as far as village people, not one of the pinnacles <laughs> of 20th century culture, but there you go. I do love People can her. send the angry notes to you. Don't send them to me. Oh, no, send them to him. Okay, let's talk about what's going on out there today. Of course, the big news is being vaccination card day, and there's um, a presser coming up this afternoon with uh, Dr. Bonnie Henry and Health Minister Adrian Dix. Yeah, and it's going to be interesting to see what they say. So, first of all, I see on Friday that the Mu variant is here in British Columbia. The Centre for Disease Control posted 46 cases, I think, already turned up. So, we don't know yet. It's a, it's a variant of interest. We don't know yet whether it's... Uh, really dangerous, more transmissible, and going to take over from uh, Delta variant. Uh, they don't think so at the moment, but it'll be interesting to see what they say about that. And uh, last week and the week before, uh, Adrian Dix and Dr. Henry both told us there's more to come on the management front. We're expecting, maybe today, to hear about vaccination requirements for other healthcare workers. So, already there for long-term care, but they are talking about having uh, similar requirements for acute care, community care, other health care workers. So it would be nice to get an update on that and when that's coming, because I think it's overdue. And the other thing Dr. Henry said uh, recently was, we are going to have booster shots in British Columbia. They will be there. The first group is the immunocompromised people and people in long-term care, because we still, in spite of I think residents of long-term care are now almost 100% vaccinated, but because they are older and they have uh, weakened immune systems or and or other medical conditions, we're still getting cases and we're still getting hospitalizations and we're still getting deaths in long-term care. So the priority there yeah. uh, as well will be booster shots. So I hope we hear about that today as well. Okay, so that's coming up this afternoon. Uh, let's get talk about something not pandemic related, but this has to do with the Little Mountain uh, project, which it just seems to me it goes on forever. Ha- are we actually making progress on this now, Vaughn? Yeah, a very interesting press conference with David Eby on Friday. So we learned uh, th- th- this site, Little Mountain, uh, was the site of uh, Vancouver's first social housing project right after the Second World War. It was old. Uh, it needed updating a replacement. The previous Liberal government signed a deal to do that, but nothing much happened. Uh, it's the, they demolished the old buildings. They evicted everyone. Those people had to go elsewhere. They promised that we were going to get social housing to replace it, but dozen years, there's very little been done on the site. It's dormant. We learned, uh, Simi, just... Mm, a couple of weeks ago, the, one of the reasons that nothing happened there was because the Liberals signed a deal with a developer that had that gave the developer $211 million loan at no interest, but did not negotiate a, a, a tit-for-tat agreement that the project would be developed. Ugh. And... I can't even believe that. Over it, it took, it, it's gone on for years. We I, finally got the story... 
So David Eby called a press conference on Friday to say, okay, we've got an agreement with a developer in the city of Vancouver to move forward on this. We're going to have the social housing is going to be built, and it is going to be built in a fairly short order for a housing project by 2024. So a, a step forward. The other part of that press conference that was really interesting to me, Simi, was EB said, you know, ever since it finally came out what a bad deal the Liberals did, he's been under pressure to do something. And, and there were calls for the government just take the land back and start again. EB said he had an analysis done of the contract done by the Liberals, Simi, and the advice to him was, yeah, you can do that. It's going to cost you hundreds of millions of dollars. This is an ironclad contract signed yeah. by the previous government. You're bound by it. So then EB says, well, he's been under... <laughs> he had a funny political line. It's kind of blackly humorous, but it's pretty funny. He said, well, you know, there's been calls for a public inquiry into what happened here. And he said, you know... If the NDP government were to call a public inquiry into every bad deal done by the previous B.C. Liberal government, we never would get anything done. So it's a tough shot, but uh, it, it's a fairly accurate one in this case. That yeah. It, it, so he said, look, we decided to go ahead. We decided we need the housing in Vancouver, uh, fighting over this site for, you know, through the courts or through a public inquiry for a couple more years, wouldn't get anything built. He also said something I didn't know, and I don't think this was widely known. He says the developer, Holborn, after E.B. started bad-mouthing the situation there last spring, E.B. says that the developer approached the government and said, hey, let's talk. Um, and he said he did talk to them, and they said, okay, how can we move forward on this? And E.B. says he told them, well, the first thing you have to do is you have to make sure that deal is made public. The public is entitled to know what the liberals gave you. The developer did it. That's how we learned what was in this agreement. There was an NDP MLA, a former uh, David Chudnovsky, fighting to get access to it. They were fighting him, the developer, in court. Uh, the developer abandoned the case, released the information. Chudnovsky released it to the public. That's how we know what happened here. And E.B. said because the developer was willing to do that, he decided to trust them for a memorandum of understanding with the city of Vancouver that will allow the project to go ahead. So, you know, he, he it, it's encouraging in the sense that the, it looks now as if the housing is going to get built. And, you know, I'm sure these recriminations will come back in the next provincial election. I think the Liberals have a lot of explaining to do on it. But... The good part of it is it looks like the housing is finally going to get built. Well, one can, once again, though, we're dependent on Holborn doing the right thing here. There's nothing binding for that to happen. That's true, Simi. And Evie was asked about that. And he said, yes, but he said he finds it encouraging that the company sought this deal. They sought, can we move forward? And they gave the government what it wanted, which was release the terms of that sweetheart contract with the liberals. And as he said, you know, if the housing doesn't happen now, it will be more bad publicity for the developer because the government's municipal, city of Vancouver, and the provincial government are absolutely committed to getting this done. So if it doesn't happen, all of the bad publicity will devolve on the developer. So, you know, that. As I said, I don't think uh, E.B. was inclined to give the developer the benefit of the doubt until he made the agreement with them and they gave him what he wanted. 
All right, so there's definitely more. To, gonna, I assume they're going to be keeping a close eye on that. But very quickly, Vaughn, isn't this also the week where we have the UBCM? Yes, UBCM is meeting virtually again online. Uh, it's important uh, for municipal government, provincial governments, and of course, and next year is local election year uh, in local government. It'll be interesting to see what EB says to them. You know, he's pushing very, very hard to increase the supply of housing municipally, pushing very, very hard to get municipalities to eliminate the roadblocks and get stuff built. He's still in the carrot phase of that encouragement. I'll work with you. I'll do what I can. But he has a report that came out earlier this year, uh, headed by Joy McPhail, former NDP cabinet minister, that says the province should take back control over development, push development, change legislation to allow the provincial government to override local government. Um, I doubt he'll threaten that at the UBCM this week, but his session with local government will be interesting to watch because I think even local government realizes this, that if they don't start working more with the province to get housing built, increase the housing supply, that option of pushing is going to be there, and I think provincial government patience is running out. Never mind public patience is running out. All right, Vaughn, thank you. Bye-bye, Sam.